Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. We've got an awesome podcast for you today with Heather Lawfer from Oklahoma City. Heather has won five world championship titles in inline skating, which is obviously incredible. She has several national championships. She's won a national championship in cycling. She left the sports scene to have a child and then came back. And we talk for the first 20 minutes to give a lot of context about just where she's been. And then we get into the more cycling specific and training questions. But really, you can tell from the gun, and I actually left the beginning in, she was a little nervous to talk about her process. And You know how this comes up though as to how she attacked this to find more success in skating again as well as find success on the bike there's a lot of soft skills that i think we can all pull from this conversation you know what's driving her is it the adrenaline of chasing wins the understanding of the peaks and valleys of training and that it's not a linear progression to success which a lot of us think like oh my ftp is going to keep going up and when it stalls We think something's wrong. We don't see a metric for repeatability. We don't see that something else is improving. We don't see that there's cycles to this training. And that's really important to hear from someone who's won world championships. She talks a little bit about plyometrics and her training scenario, um, doing race sims, what she's eating on the bike, how nutrition has changed because the duration of the sports are different. Go race is her big motto and really keep showing up not only for yourself, but for the community around you. And, you know, people say you don't win as much. You don't learn as much from wins, but she talks on the empowerment of wins and what that did for her. So I would listen to the whole thing. I wouldn't skip to minute 20. I think there's a lot of great context there that you can learn from that I've definitely learned from. And I'll be re-listening to this one, especially when I need some motivation and when I need to be inspired to go do something because we can always talk ourselves out of something that's so easy and sometimes it's really hard to talk ourselves into going to the big race into trying to you know upgrade into all these things that we're chasing while there's a million other things happening in life but your sports life go after it get hungry set goals accomplish them surprise yourself um man i just hope that I keep doing that. It's been a great journey and I hope that your journey is just as fun and enjoyable. So Heather, thank you so much for doing this. This was awesome. See you guys. Why do you you not like doing these? Oh man, it's always, it's crazy. Like I used to, uh, (laughs) I used to actually like run away from the, um, the, our, the, from skating, they probably because I talk like this when I'm in this environment. Um, yeah, the journalists were when I when I skated, I would like find every reason to uh, miss the interview or like have food in my mouth or I'd be like, oh, I, oh god, I gotta go do this or I gotta I gotta adjust my skates or <laughs> they'd be like, but I'm like, no, 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 do 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 do. What what do you think that is? Why is that? I don't know. I think it's, I think I just wanted to, I just wanted to race and uh, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to do my thing. And, and, and that was it. Like, I didn't want to, you want to have to explain or, you know, like they break down the race for me. And I'd be like, I don't know. Like Mm -hmm. it was wild. There was like skates everywhere. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just (laughs) wanted to do my thing and nourish and go home, I guess. 
Yeah. So I think reframing this one is more of like, it's actually funny because I used to say for the first 15 of these, like, Hey, easiest question, who is so-and-so? And people would be like, Hmm, who am I? And people are like, you know, a lot of really successful athletes are pretty modest about what they've accomplished. And in, I've tried to preface this with, Hey, this isn't really going to be an interview about me talking about how awesome you are. Most people already realize that we want to me and you talk about your process to getting to being awesome at where you're at so that other people can pick up those pointers and do it. So really you're just taking a little bit of time to like share your experience and you're really going to help a ton of people. Like it is it is crazy. I'm not going to stop these because literally the number of messages that will come in from like, Hey, I watched this one random one from this person. This has helped me so much. And then I forward it to the person be like, yo dude, that, like, I mean, it, it's, well, yeah, it's going well, to be not help. To interrupt, but like, um, thank you for thinking I'm awesome. Like <laughs> I, that's like, that's like, this is my feel good. Like what's today? Friday, feel good Friday. Feel good Friday. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'm like, I'm already set for the day. So whatever happens after this is fine. <laughs> How could you be a world champion in, of anything if it was basket weaving and not feel incredible about yourself? Well, I mean, you know, because life's pretty hard, <laughs> like, you know? Like, exactly. So to be a world champion is pretty insane. Like if I could win a world championship in Graham Fondo's for left-handed 39 year olds I would do that and I would be happy <laughs> be like, to be honest on your t-shirt <laughs> yeah that was me yeah um I actually um I I I haven't reflected on on those accomplishments um for a very very long time and uh, shamefully uh I was digging in a box in the garage and I was like I ha I didn't even know how many titles that were like when I went back to skating um, you know, nobody knew who, well, some people knew who I was, but all the, all the girls I was competing against, they no idea. And like, there was something I was signing and I was like, I can actually put world champion on this. And so I put world champion and, um, and then I was just like, I don't, you know, everybody puts their years or whatever, you know, their, their event. And I was like, oh, I don't even know. So I just left it at world champion. And, um, somebody, one of the girls was like, you know, like she looked me up afterwards and she was like, do you know how many titles you have? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So the shameful part is like the, the jerseys are in a box and the medals are in a separate box. And I found the jerseys and I was like, oh, wow, like here's my jerseys. And I was like, I have, I have more than one. <laughs> I was like, so <laughs> So th th this is you. Okay. So this is here. This is like making my eyes water. You have, you will have forgotten more than a lot of people will have ever learned. And that in itself is like, ma is massive. The depth of your knowledge. And that's the thing that, I mean, I, I think that's one thing that I have really tried to, as I got more into coaching was you talk to your friends, right? And your teammates so often, and then you talk to a new athlete and you forget how much they don't know. And shout out to Ryan. Uh, this guy, Ryan was going to a crit and I, it did not dawn on me to be like, Hey dude, FYI, when the gun goes off, like it is full blast. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Just thought crit. Like I was thinking way beyond that. <laughs> and it was like a really 
good lesson that I had to be like, okay, put yourself in cat five brain when you were in basketball shorts and you rolled to a bike race and you were super freaking nervous, totally different nerves. than it is now still get nervous, still anxious, like whatever, but just very different thinking about way different things. So I think, you know, that's crazy. Well, but even I have a picture of, um, at, at that time, she was like one of my greatest sprint rivals. Um, and we use the gun to start the race, like an actual gun. So <laughs> not like, not slightly, like sc- slightly scary. Yeah. Is that so, only in Oklahoma or is that everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is like, you can see the smoke coming out of the gun and like the echelon of racers are like, just like, just hitting it, right? Like the, the race has started and my friend Gypsy, she's got her hands on her hips looking the other way, <laughs> which was great for me. Cause I was like, when I saw that, I was like, well, that's why I won that one. Like she didn't even, mm-hmm. she wasn't even ready. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, you gotta be ready. <laughs> gotta be ready. Oh gotta man. Be ready. This is, this is going to be awesome as expected. So, okay. So I'm just so stoked. You think so? Like I'm like, I'm giddy. (laughs) I mean, it's, uh, I think was our first interaction going, it wasn't our first interaction going to Colorado, but just like, I don't know, even when we like went on that trip, it was a short weekend, but it was kind of trying to see like, just kind of how you talked about stuff. I, I just honestly, though, if somebody was like, hey, I won a national championship in fishing, I'm going to try this biking thing. I'd be like, okay, hey, you should probably come on this podcast because you know some stuff about, I, you downplay. Okay, we start, this is where, I'm actually going to definitely be showing this first part because it's super valuable, but we're going to start officially. Um, starting now? <laughs> no, we actually started before. I did that to Frank Robertson too. He's like, so wait, I asked him a question. He's like, wait, are, are we live? And I was like, oh yeah, well, we were live 10 minutes ago. I just don't tell people that. <laughs> oh, God. Don't got, make me look bad. <laughs> we, got the, we got the warm-up in. We're going to, okay, I used to say easiest question. Hardest question of the day, who is Heather Lawfer? Ah, that's a terrible question. It's a great question. Um, yeah. So, I mean, she's evolving, right? Like we all are. I, I learn, I learn about myself every day. Um, and I'm super thankful at this time when I can look back at like things I've done and things I've accomplished. And I'm like, yeah, no, you can do this because that's who, you know, that's who you are. Like, that's what you've done. Like, and that wasn't easy and this isn't easy, but like the, the work ethic is there. I'm a hard worker, actually. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's probably what, like maybe one of my, my greatest traits it's maybe pushed me to, to where I, I got to in, in skating. Um, and my like itty bitty, my, I'm such a newbie at cycling, my cycling career. Um, it is a career. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm so, I'm so I'm like learning stuff. It's so funny to me. Um, in cycling where I'm just like, I feel like I should have known that, like, you know, just based on, but it's, it's similar, but different sports, but that's going to be a question. Uh, don't worry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, don't take, don't steal my thunder coming. here. <laughs> um, but I, uh, you know, I just, um, I enjoy pushing myself. Um, I always want to see how far I could take it. Um, uh, I, 
a jump in with both feet, um, which is some great stories around that. Um, and I kind of find myself like, it's definitely sink or swim for me. And I generally, I choose swimming. Um, but I, you know, I don't know, like I'm evolving and um, I, I, I love where I came from and I, I really love where I'm going. And it's a really neat time in my life to be able to, um, to, to like who you are and to, to feel like you're going in a, in a really good direction. And you've got a, a great group of friends around you and it's, there's a lot of positivity. So uh, I don't Damn. know that I answered your question. <laughs> no, you just did just... actually in the most unique way. People are like, I'm a father and I'm this old and I live here. And you were like, I'm evolving. And this is where my product, like this is, yeah, incredible. Um, so to give then even more context, if people don't know who you are and what we're talking about, inline skating, is that the correct sport name? Yeah, so roller, it's actually roller, roller speed skating okay. um, because there's, there's quad and inline grew out of the quad skating. And we had no, we had no idea we're all quad skaters. Well, that generation, <laughs> we're all quad skaters. And, you know, I was so fortunate. I had a coach, um, his name's Joe Cotter and he was an ex world team. I had no idea. I had, you know, I skated when I was little, I had taken like eight years off. I came back to the sport and I was like, I, I want to do this. Like, let's, let's go. And, uh, I started on the quad skates again. And, you know, Joe was like, Steve just made you believe that you could do anything like so there was never a doubt in my mind that I that I couldn't he's like you're you're our secret weapon I was just like what yeah right on I am like, so he <laughs> oh because we do relays and stuff like that in in the sport and uh and he was just like inlines are the future and I was like okay let's get some inlines and it was the learning curve it was so crazy we got these inline skates and they were plastic and the company that made them was Zanstra. And this is like early nineties. And we put these on our feet and we had like no idea. We couldn't control them. We, we didn't know how to stop. We took the brakes off because we figured that was, we didn't need those because we were racing, right? <laughs> we're stopping. Brakes only slow you down. So we take the brakes off, we get on these skates and we're like, all right, let's figure this out. And um, that really gave us a jump on um, like, looking back like on our competitors because Joe believed so deeply that this was the future and it turned out it was and um they're crazy fast like they're just inherently fast whereas quad skates are not inherently fast just because of the the physics right yeah and um I, I'm actually super proud of um my quad skating um my 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 titles and stuff in quads because it was really hard to be fast on those things and it wasn't like you weren't putting on an apparatus that was inherently fast like you had to figure out how to make those okay. things go fast so this list of palmares that i'm about to list off i did not realize any of these were quad related um so let me throw some of these out there Wait, so people you google me <laughs> so I, you know, I got to do a little bit of looking around, but I, this probably isn't even a, everything. It's, you know, and I don't even have the exact numbers because it, it's just 
you know, all over the place. It's staggering. Se several <laughs> national championship titles in skating, indoor, outdoor, track, road, five-ish world championship titles, world games medalist, Pan American Games champion, Pan Pacific champion, Olympic sports festival champion. I don't know what a sports festival is, so you can tell me about that. Um, but really also most contextual for the people here, only one national championship in cycling, which we're like, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's like, we all want more. I really, you know, I only have one master's national championship. I'm still like, I'm, I keep asking myself, how many years do I have a legit chance to go after the amateur title? I don't know the answer to that. I'm still going to do it, but <laughs> it's going to be like, oh, that, yeah. old, that old guy's still here. Still getting 20th, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to be right beside you. Maybe be next like... year. <laughs> but so without getting too granular on the skating part, so some of that is on a, 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 a quad, like what I used to use at the roller rink. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. And then. Um, the, the, you know, definitely national, you know, indoor national titles um, but even I have world championship titles on on quads and and those are I'm quite proud of those because you know it, it was really hard to make them go fast like mm. and it wasn't like you know we had any uh, yeah I don't know um the one of those not uh, world championships is um on home turf um and I have inline from the same year. So, so when the sport was transitioning, when we hit the world championships, it was like, you had to skate four races on quad skates. And then there was three races. They didn't care what you did because they didn't really think inlines were that big of a deal. Mm. Um, so four races, definitely you had your quad skates on and three races, um, you could wear whatever an obvious choice was where your inline skates in those races. And it was so profound that the next year it was like, okay, um, three races, you have to wear your quad skates, four races, you can wear whatever. And then by the next year it was forget it. It's all inline races. So it's over. So yeah. when I buy some skates down here in Florida, I'm going inline is what you're telling me. Absolutely. Well, I, you know, I don't know. Cause like, feel like you'd miss something like quad skating is amazing or yeah. like a jam skater. Oh my God. I can't believe you said that this girl, well, I was going to say was a jamming backwards, skating backwards, going the wrong way in the bike lane, but had no fear with her headphones on like against traffic. And I was like, she was just like this floating moment of Zen going down. I was like, she, no, if a Mack truck comes, that truck is getting trashed by this girl. She's just plowing through everything. It was pretty amazing. But that is amazing. So yeah, I love, I love my quad skates. So you find cycling, and when you found cycling, was there initially a similarity between the two sports that drew you to cycling, or what was it that you were like, "Oh, I like this biking thing"? Besides, the no, whole... no, actually, I uh... you started on an inline bike first, or did you do? No, that's not thing. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, it's, it's funny. I, um, I actually got in really great shape doing yoga. And, um, I used to only put on my skates when I was upset when I just like needed an outlet to just go hammer myself into the ground. And, um, I was having one of those moments and, 
I was out skating around Lake Hefner and I ran into um, a fellow skater and cyclist. His name's Alex Fidat. And he was out riding around and I was like, man, can I, can I get on your wheel? And he was like, yeah. And so it was like pulling me around the lake and I don't know how fast we were going, but it felt like so fast. And I was like, oh, I can still do this. And um, so I was like, I'm doing this. Like I, I'm going back to the sport. And um, I got a bunch of equipment and I went and I entered a, a super micro local indoor inline skating event. And I stepped on the line with like, like maybe one other skater. And I was so nervous that I almost threw up. And I was like, oh, that's bad. Like, um, that's really, I need to get my nerves under control. How do I do that? Because at this point, there's not inline skating events every weekend. There's not, you know, these, like it used to be when I, when I raced, like we could race every weekend. Like that's not happening in the sport. And I had to figure out a way to train the nerves out of me. And I was like, well, bicycles race every weekend. So uh, they raced, actually, I was like, I could race twice a week because we had the wheeler crits here. And um, so <laughs> I uh, show up on my commuter bike to wheeler crit. My first crit race ever is on a Trek 1000 set up for commuter it's like a 58 centimeter bike it's like way too big for me i've got like the the rack on the back for the i've got i've got my pump is on the bike my lights are on the bike and i'm just like i'm racing like oh i need to God, race this is awesome it's and i i didn't even have sleeves they let me race thankfully <laughs> <laughs> i this picture oh i God. i love um biff took a pic Biff Stevens took mm -hmm. a picture of of me that day which is like one of my favorite pictures ever because I'm just like <sighs> and uh you, you can see the pump you can like you know I, I I was just out there and um I think like I think they were making fun of me which is totally I got totally okay with that they're just like but she had consistent lap times and I was like yeah I did and so like I like went back again and like you know I was so off the back because this bike weighed a metric ton but like I was like that's not that's not why I'm here like I'm I'm here to train and I'm here to race and so um that's that's how I got into to cycling and well let me um, ask you a question how did that how did you train the nerves how did that because most yeah. people are hearing this and they're like, wait, so you left a sport that you were super comfortable with and super nervous. And then we're random, like, I'm just going to go bike race. Like that would make me more nervous. I don't know anything about biking. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I know racing, right? So, you so know, was it, me, doing, it was like, was it nerves because you had expectations of yourself skating and cycling? You came up and you're like, I don't care. I'm not here for the win. Yeah, I'm not that's, getting that's, a W. No, well, I was like, but I'm always there for the W. Like, I, and it doesn't even matter what I found is it doesn't even matter if it's anything that I'm even good at. Um, because like I, <laughs> I ran a marathon and I was there for the win, but I wasn't in the race at all. And I was like, I'm still, I'm still racing this to win. So it's just like, that's ingrained in me. And it's like, I, you know, it, do, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me that I'm even proficient at it. Like I, I, I want to win and, and figure out how to win. 
Where does that um, come from, do you think? Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, like, uh, I don't what know. Your like, coach uh, it was like, you are a secret web and you can do anything? Or is this Heather at age 10? Uh, this, probably, whatever. this is Heather at age four, probably. Going um, to the W. I, my first national championships was at age four. And what? my dad was my coach. And it was like, you win or you're walking home. And I was like, wow, oh, I better win. <laughs> For skating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, okay. I, yeah, so, you know, I skated on wooden wheels. Like, <laughs> how crazy is that? Oh my God. And it's not because I'm super old. It's because I started super young, okay? <laughs> clarify. <laughs> Heather's 28, if you can't tell, so. Yeah, I'm 28. <laughs> That's okay. So, well, then what do you think is driving you today? Is it the W? Is it success? Is it like just the love for sport and evolution of yourself? What do you think is like really pushing you? I really feel it's the latter. Now. Can we add some context? How old are you now? I'm 40. Well, what do I do? I'm 47. <laughs> I'm like, we can check this online. So just be. <laughs> I was born in 72. <laughs> How old does that make me? <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. I'll turn 48 this year. 82, 92, 02, 12. Yeah, sure. Cool. People are like, well, these guys are not smart. <laughs> but I'm not as a mathematician. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we're not doing that. Um, so 47, That's so a, sorry, go, go ahead. What do you think is, is the driving force behind you? Um, yeah, I just want to, I just want to see, like I... I, my, my, my goals and things kind of evolve as I, you know, gain interest in it. Like it's for, for cycling at first, it was like this cross training. I was on the bike, like ridiculous. Like I was only on the bike to race, right? Cause I wanted to so, sort out that nervous issue. Um, and then I was like, oh, this is really great training. You know, this is, this could be something super fun too. And I was like on two days a week training, I was going to races and I was like, I was like hitting a podium. Like I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. Like, you know, so there's definitely, there's an adrenaline to, to chasing those, those wins. Um, but it is very much about, you know, um, pushing myself and, and just seeing how, seeing how far I can take something it's skating. When I, when I returned to skating, you know, I, I had left skating at a really young age. I didn't know there was a U.S. team and, you know, I come back to skating. I was like, Oh, there's a USD. Well, that's my goal. Like, let's do this. Like I'm, I'm going for that. So it's, it's, it's evolving within, within the sport as well. And just finding, finding a direction. And I, but I think mostly it is about, you know, pushing myself and just seeing how far I can take something. Mm -hmm. um, do you see getting in the sort of training side of everything is training for skating similar in training for cycling in terms of like tapering volume progression or like and the reason I asked that just to add some context of like when we're trying to understand what do you over your career of sports what have you seen sort of change and evolve that's helped you to continue to get better because I think a lot of athletes they do something and they find their magic thing and then they're they like maybe hit a plateau and I'm talking like grand scheme and they're like changing things up but they like then they find something out and they like take that next step. Like, you know, a lot of people think it's this when it's like stair step, 
then oh i'm kind of the same oh man stair step and i actually just had this conversation with a guy who was like i'm not as good right now as i was last august and i'm like thank god dude it's february like yeah. you don't you don't want to be as good as you were last august last august yeah, you had three months of racing in your legs and like smashing so yeah. what do you think's changed besides knowledge of just like the depth of you as an athlete well, you know, there's no linear progression, like you yeah. said, like there's, there's always, um, there's always those peaks and valleys. Um, and uh, the, 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 we use the same muscle groups, use them a tad bit differently. Mm -hmm. Um, and like kind of going back to, to what you, to the, the comparison of the, the two sports, um, I always felt like, I felt like I had an advantage being a skater, you know, because I'm in skating position, which is basically the position that you're in on the bike without a bike underneath me. Yeah. So I am maintaining that position. Um, and there's no gears, right? No gears, no masters. Like you, you, that's all your output, um, to make yourself go faster. Um, so shifting is like a thing I have to still figure out I'm like, Oh, no, wrong gear. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, like <laughs> in my head during a race mm. is a crazy kind of place. Like, like that was a mistake. Don't get behind Heather. for. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, oh my God. Yeah. Um, but, um, the, so the volume, you know, so we have, we have all this power that we're putting out and it's just a matter of trying to make yourself go forward. Um, skate training, you know, when you know, back in the day, like I six to eight hours a day was training. Like clearly I can't do that now um, for, for obvious reasons. Like I have a family and you know, I have to work and this can't be my, my singular focus. Um, but it wasn't like, all on the skates and there was never never went out and skated for four hours like you know i'm there's i'm on the bike for four hours and that's like a normal cycling weekend day right like mm -hmm. you, that's what you do um what's a long and, skate then an hour and a half you know i would say yes um but what to put that in perspective <clears throat> i did a race uh it was Athens to Atlanta, from Athens, Georgia to Atlanta, Georgia. It's 85 miles, the longest I had ever been on my skates. Um, and that was like five hours. Um, and I didn't train for that. Like, <laughs> no idea. Ooh. It was like, it was either up or it was down. It was terrible. It rained the whole time. And I was oh. like, hope this, hope this rain stops. And I was like, no, it needs to keep raining because my bearings are definitely going to seize up after this, right? Oh, like, God. So <clears throat> that's not normally something we do. Like my longest, my longest race was 20 K, which I laugh at now because I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to go do a 20 K on the bike. Like, that's not a thing. Like <laughs> you're, not even warm, you're not even warmed up. <laughs> yeah. What's training wise then. So what have you kept in your tool bag? So you're like changing up the duration when you're talking about not being just on skates. So do you lift? Um, so I, I did lift, um, up until my crash. Okay. Um, and that's kind of changed things for me. Because Which was when? That was 
the 2018. Okay. It was still land run. Okay. Now it's um, yeah. Um, that crash was um, pretty, uh, that's the hardest I've ever hit the earth, <laughs> first and foremost. Um, mm-hmm. I broke a lot of things, um, but they had discovered I had a, um, a heart problem that I didn't know I had. And um, that was like my biggest, um, I didn't know that I was ever going to come back to racing because of that. Like, I didn't know what the limitations were of that heart condition or what I would be allowed to do. And, um, one, of one of the things that I'm not allowed to do is a, a Valsalva maneuver. Right. So luckily I race with my mouth open <laughs> and I, I don't ever hold my breath. So, um, so lifting heavy is, is out for me. Now. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what's a Valsalva maneuver? It's like you, you create a bunch of intra-abdominal pressure. You know, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, so we won't be deadlifting together. We won't be, I'm sorry. And that breaks my heart. Cause I, I love my gym time. So. Yeah. It is a different beast. I'm like, I look back, God, if I wish I had been lifting in like 2013, I'm just like, it just took everything to the next level for me, but Hey, no better time than the present, but yeah, but I, but I, but I'm able to keep my, my plyometrics, which are, um, I, I feel like those are a game changer skating. If, if a cyclist could add skating into their, their program, it's a game changer. Um, for sprinting for, are you doing, and are you doing well, plyo? Definitely for sprinting? Yeah. Are you doing plyo all year or at specific points of your training? No, I, I do it all year and it's, it's mostly to stay, you know, cause I want to, I don't, I haven't left skating and I, I have mm. goals for skating still. And it just keeps me, I can stay in, you know, I can put my skates on and, and be in skating position without, you know, being, trash the next day mm-hmm. um and that load and behind me that's my slide board um oh my, yeah okay behind the bike behind my most amazing bicycle ever <laughs> <laughs> cool when yeah. i was looking at the bike and i was like i don't know what why she's calling that a slide board oh the, the actual board behind it is a slide board yeah, yeah. that's a slide board training that's a cool seven. color is that brown yeah it's almost like um like a, what our red dirt is here yeah so, yeah, it's that stuff I don't like. Life. Yeah. Yeah, I went down at the same land run. I got crashed out. I was super, super sad. Um, yeah. It was a terrible. <laughs> it's a really bad day. To, you know, I um, DNA took some knocks that day. We sure did. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, I spent four days in the hospital. <laughs> Glad we're talking about it and giggling and not, uh, not worse. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. What's, do you have any, and maybe, so how long have you been, so cycling has been what, three years then? Four years? Um, five, but five. like not a focus. Okay. Five. Like, but enough that I could first, ask you. The sorry, first two years, it was just like, I was on the bike. Um, Cause there's no way to replicate like the early risers ride in my training on skates. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's no way for me to replicate the racing at Wheeler crit, right? Like th- those intervals and, and that just maximum effort for that, you know, however long your race is. Um, there's just no way to, 
to do that yourself. And um, I really like being around people. And when I'm on my skates, um, you know, unless Rob and Alex invite me out, I, you know, I'm skating by myself. Like, mm-hmm. It's just not super fun, but it's just part of it. So do you have any favorite intervals, speaking of those, that help you get ready for a big race? Like, you know that if you can crush a set of X, Y, and Z, you're thinking, I'm really ready for this, or maybe it's going and performing well at the early risers ride with, with a bunch of dudes who also race. Is there any, like, litmus test that you like to give yourself? Um, so I, um, I race in my, my head a lot. Um, and so when I, when I take an interval – you know, when I, when I take a workout, um, you know, cause racing isn't these exact increments of mm-hmm. rest and race and rest and rate. Right. So when I'm able to, you know, get into like one of those really hard interval workouts and then change it to where like, I'm supposed to be resting, but racer X went on a break, right? So it's just like, I, I break, I don't take that rest period. I get out of the saddle. I chase down my imaginary component and opponent and, um, you know, and then I stay in it as long as I can. And then I, I come back to the interval where I, I, I've always, I've always done that. Like I've create race scenarios in my head when I'm training and I make it as unpredictable as possible. Um, or predictable, but like with not, with, with varying increments of time, like um, I would do trash can sprints, right? Or, you know, science, science sprints and mo- mostly trash can sprints out at Lake Hefner when I'm skating and it's just like trash can, have to sprint to the next trash can. And then like, who even knows like where the next trash can is? I have no idea. So it's just like, trying to stay on the gas as long as you can. Like when I, when I, when I hit those, uh, I like really feel like I'm, I'm ready. And then I, I get super pumped too. When I, if I can, if I could go to like box car in our box car derby and, and actually throw punches, then I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to race. Right. Like, cause they attack and I attack them and they attack me and I was able to get on the wheel and, like those kinds of things kind of let me know, yeah, I'm ready to, I'm going to have a good race this coming weekend. Or... Is your training always that sort of like race unpredictable stuff or do you ever do like structured intervals? So it's, it's funny. I don't, I don't know what my, um, I don't know what my capacity is with a structured program because I really haven't, I really haven't had that, you know, like, um, I went into my first national championship, well, my, my only national championship, but the first nationals I went to for Is that in r- what discipline for cycling, what, um, like road crit. Oh, was, oh, well, I, I went and did them all. <laughs> Which did I, you win? I, I won the crit. Okay. And, but what's funnier I, I borrowed a time trial bike because I was like, well, there's a time trial. Like I might as well do that. I'm going to be there. Yeah. Um, so I borrowed my friend Laurent's time trial bike. Totally not set up for me. Like I'd never ridden it before. And I was like, I think this is right. And 
and I get up, I almost fall over at the start. They're like, what are you even doing? Like, I had no idea. Like, I don't know. And like, I, I fought the bike the whole way. Oh, it's just a terrible experience. And then uh, I was so thankful that the time trial was first. And then we had a rest day because you use muscles in a totally different way on a time mm -hmm. trial. No clue, but I had a lot. I almost, I almost hit the podium too. I was like, wow. Like, where, where was this at? Was this in um, Georgia? Atlanta. Yeah, it was in Georgia. Augusta. Augusta, Georgia. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what it was about that day. I literally said the same thing. Like I hated that it was the time trial and then a day off. Cause I'm like, God, I got to spend four days here in this. No offense, Augusta, not the greatest place to spend time in. At least my experience the three times or four times I've had to go down there. I was wrecked after that time trial. I remember being, it was so hot. The, the race was super hard. I remember being in the hotel talking, I think to maybe Patrick something. I'm like, dude, from uh, how long was it? The TT was a 40K for us. And I was like, I feel like I just did a four hour road race. Like I was- yeah, I, felt like for, I felt like I was uh, out there forever oh, battling my bicycle. Gosh, it was, that was a tough one. So what do you think has been a small thing that has impacted your training? And this actually is super applicable to even skating in which you have more experience with or cycling. But just where you're like, oh, man, I mean, I would say it's, uh, what's yours? Um, so uh, nutrition. Oh, yes. Let's go and, down that. Let's go down that road. Yeah. So, you know, in skating, we don't eat during our races. Like, that's not a thing. Like, our races aren't, aren't long <laughs> enough. Like, we don't keep a water bottle with us or anything like that. Like, the, the last marathon the last world championships I did was in, in 2015, which is like, um, it's one of my favorite because after 20 years out of the sport, like completely out of the sport, um, I laced up my skates and was able to make the U S team and represent the United States again at a world championship. So, um, that's like a, a big stoke moment for me. Um, and that marathon, I, I skated the marathon, um, and that marathon took like like an hour and thirteen minutes or something like that. Like that's not even, you know, it's like no time at all on a bike. So, so you guys don't crush a gel. Um, yeah, I, I you know I don't. Yeah, I guess we could, you know, but those You'd the lose gels arrowness. Would you lose like your position, like your arrow no. position? No. No. <laughs> no. I don't know. I'm not a skater. No. I see you guys are like little rockets. Amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, they're just our our events just aren't long enough to mm. to really, in my estimation, to worry about that. Um, so which was a huge thing for me going into site. I had no idea like that you had to take food with you. on a, on a ride. Mm -hmm. Like I did this sick. I cracked so many times so hard because I was like, I, well, I was supposed to bring food. Like what? Cause I, <laughs> you, you made it fine on the two hour rides. It was a three hour ride that you were like, Shoot. Oh, it was like, it was crazy. It's like, 
you hit a wall and you, there's no crawling over this wall. And um, then, you know, Alex, he was on me and the one that's like so prevalent in my mind. And he was just like, well, where's your food? And I was just like, food? <laughs> was like, what do you mean? It's the house? Like, he's like, here, eat this. And I was like, oh, you know, you come back to life. And um, that was like a huge, a huge thing for me. I think I remember my first bonk. I was in a road race, like 90 miles east of where I lived. And it was, we were in a group of, so I'm a cat five and we're in a group of, I don't know, there's like 10 of us left. And I, I ended up doing this road race, like, I don't know, probably five, six more times. So I can distinctly remember the downhill. And all of a sudden I got really dizzy or I thought was dizzy. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? And I was like, and I remember my vision being like, and I was like, whoa, something's wrong. And I like went to keep, I was like, I'm in the race. I got, got, got to keep going And my body. It was just like, no, you're going to like coast now. And I hit the brakes and I like pulled over. I'm like, what the hell just happened? I went to keep riding. I was like, I'm exhausted. I finally got back and I was like, dude, something went wrong. And someone's like, that's called bonking, dude. Like you need to eat food. And I think I want to say that I felt like I was, I had done a race before that. So I feel like I knew that I had to have gels. I just was in race mode. Like I wasn't thinking of eating. Like I probably had them with me or something and just didn't eat them. Or I uh, definitely, and that was, I didn't and that know was like, I had to eat. That was the next trick was like, well, figuring out, like how, how to nourish yourself and then being able to get to your food. <laughs> like, what? I was like, I have to let go of the handlebars. Like I was somebody, I let go of the handlebars. <laughs> yeah. Somebody told me though, they're like, since we spend like four or five months on a trainer in upstate New York, they're like, when you're on the trainer practice, not looking down and getting your water bottle. And I like was doing this inside. I'm like, Oh, it's actually kind of difficult. I'm glad I'm practicing this in a bike that's not moving. And like practice reaching in your pocket. Like, this is great. I actually never thought I should tell people that. Like, cause there's a guy that I coached. We did like on-road coaching and um, he was horrible at eating food. I'm like, this is great, man. Go get on your train and practice this. Like when you watch TV, sit on your bike and do this because that needs to be second nature. How are well, you- Well, and then, and then figuring out what foods are conducive, like <laughs> getting to your food um how difficult the package is going to be to open it like mm -hmm. pre-opening packages for races is now a thing and I, I don't care how much goo or whatever gets all over me like no you pre-open goose heck yeah oh can't get on board with uh, well, that That's and i but yeah. part of it too is i i like have such eco guilt that like i don't want that i don't want that, that part i tore off like i don't want that flying away i don't want to think about that so like it won't fly away it goes in your mouth. Back in the pocket. Yeah. Um, but then like, what, what can I, what can I digest? Like what, mm -hmm. what, what actually can I choke down during a race? Like it's a, you know, and, and gravel racing is a whole nother thing. Like mm. I can't do pop tarts on a gravel race because like you hit a bump and they crumble. <laughs> there goes my nutrition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and I actually didn't bring this up with uh, James Walsh because we were talking about carb loading. He came on with an I love carb shirt and we were working together before some races and he had never, he's been like ultra runner. So a lot of things where you're not eating as much because you're not burning as much. And so 
he was a good example of somebody that like he could do long races and we talked about carb load and he read this blog he's like, i'm gonna try this and he's like oh god dude i feel really weird and i'm like well yeah you can't go from eating 60 grams of carbs an hour to all of a sudden 100 and expect your body to even be able to process it the right way so that's the one thing that is people are taking out their own experience and they're, you know, we read an article and oh, now I can, uh, now an athlete, an experienced trained athlete can absorb 120 grams of carbs an hour. Everybody wants to do that. It's like, you can't, you can't go zero to hundred. I actually just made a, I just posted this morning a picture of myself. I got a memory of like me on my first training camp 11 years ago in California. I had no idea what I was doing with anything. And it's just like 11 years later, 60 watt less FTP, da, 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 like there's no shortcuts to this, but even things that we're talking about, like nutrition, you need to go along your own journey with it. And it's great to pick up these pearls, but you like, people just want to rush it and your body needs time to catch up to it. Um, yeah. so I think, yeah. Well, that's... And, and also there's no, don't, don't ever do anything race, race day. <laughs> like, like you, you practice in the, in the training times, right? Like what foods are going to work for you? Like it's, it's a, it's a very, it's a, it's a bad thing to figure out. You made a really bad choice race day. Mm -hmm. You know, when you go to eat your, mm -hmm. like, like 10 guesses, how I figured out I can't do pop tarts for a gravel race. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this is actually a really good segue to when you're talking about have before having the ability to go race a bunch. Like you had Wheeler Crit, which for people who don't know, OKC is like a Tuesday night crit series. You can use it as training. You can is it, is it USA sanctioned? USAC sanctioned? Or um, yes. It, it the, so you can go race it and get points. Yeah, you okay. could. Yes. Previously, it's a it's a quote unquote real crit, but either way, it's it's even a training crit is a real crit. They have weekend stuff. They have group rides. How do you think, you know, I'll have some newer athletes or people newer to sport as an adult who are like, Hey, do you think I should go do this race? And I'm like, yes, yes you should. The answer is always yes. Thank you. I, yes. I, I am about to make a podcast. Uh, I do these quick, like five to eight minute ones. And maybe I won't cause I'll spoil it now. This guy was like, we were talking about aerobic fitness and some of his goals were in 2022. And I'm like, so I'm assuming because of COVID, like you're waiting till next year. He's like, no, I need to work on my aerobic fitness. I really think I should shelve the racing this year. Don't you agree? And I was like, no, so <laughs> no. So go and learn because Watts is maybe half of this. All the other stuff that happens in the race is really important. So my question to you is, as someone who clearly is like a proponent of go to the race, go race, you said it yourself, go learn. What's your mindset of in sport of how you get prepared for these events? Does it differ from a Tuesday night crit or are you always practicing mindfulness, whatever that might mean to you? Or are you like, Brendan, I'm Heather. I don't need to be thinking about mindset. I just go and crush every time I'm on the bike. <laughs> no, but, um, I don't, I, I, I'm a proponent for like, go race. Like, uh, you want to race. The only way you can race is, is by racing. Like, why? Uh, it's just, it's such a different, it's just such a different thing. Like, uh, racing is not training. Um, and, and also I want, I want to say like, you've got to let all that other stuff go like 
uh, I don't care what my FTP is. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody else's FTP is. Um, and I, and I always took this into skating too. The fastest person doesn't always win. Hell like, yeah. That you, there's so much more going on. I don't care how fast you are. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your stat, none of that. Like if we're on the line together, at the very least we're equal, right? Mm-hmm. We are, we are on that line together and I'm going to rate, I'm going to, I'm going to give it my all. You're going to give it your all. And you know, what, whatever happens happens. And I don't, I don't let, um, I don't let any of that stuff in my, in my, in my headspace. Um, I, I had a friend and, um, he was like, Oh, I've always wanted to race. And I'm like, go race. There's a, there's a race Tuesday. Like, what are you talking about? Always wanted to like races are out there. Just you know, go to them. And you know, and I, and I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear the equipment excuse either. Like I raced on a mm. 10 ton track 1000 from the eighties with a rack on it. My pump, like I, it doesn't, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't hear the equipment as much because most people, and it's not a knock, it's I like that people come in super adamant, but like people have Gucci'd out first bikes. And I'm like, I, I all my athletes know that I'm not the tech guy. Like there, we have a, a chat, a WhatsApp chat that has like, I was like 50 people in there. And there's a lot of like tech people. And I think it's like giggles if, a, if I even, sometimes I'm like, all right, I'm gonna chime in on this one. And they're just like, ha ha ha, here we go. I mean, I will make it work. Yeah, I'll make it work. I think tech is great. I'm not on the forefront. There's a lot of stuff that comes out in cycling that does not work three and a half hours down the road in a race when you're crushing it. And I don't want to be the one to find that out. I'm okay waiting nine, 10 months until it's like vetted. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, and and that was actually one of the best things that I saw. I went and did a race. I was visiting my old coach in Colorado. There's a local road race the then pro team Jewy solar there was a guy there who just looked like a freaking ox on a not new bicycle with old aluminum training wheels and this dude crushed i think i came in eighth maybe he five guys got away at one point i believe he was definitely one of them and uh he was not racing on the fastest bike and to a whole other point he was probably there training you know he didn't care if he won or whatever but yeah, the ego gets in the way for a lot of people. And um, I'm trying to think of who was last talking about this. They never, a lot of athletes will never truly get to their best because they're always tapering a little bit for every little event. They're never really letting themselves go overloaded and they don't, oh, yeah. you know, train through. train through. Cause like, I got to beat Christy. Christy's going to be there and I can't let her win this race. If I don't beat her every single time, then she might think she's better than me. It's like, I, I let, have, Chris, let Christy get the W because you're going for the bigger one that Christy's not even in the competition. For, yeah. She's not even thinking about the world championships. Yeah, that and that's for sure. Like, um, there's, you know, we we train through races and I don't want to say that I, I didn't learn from my wins, right? Because that's not true. I learned I could win. Like my first international medal, I was like, I can do this. And that was like, empowering coming off the heels of my first world championships i i got schooled so hard um i mean i went into it as like 
and this is, I, I don't want to sound arrogant. I went into it as a favorite American because um, I had at the, at the trials, I had one, four of the seven races placed in the other three. Like I was like on fire and uh, I got to worlds and man, did I get schooled super hard. Like we're talking, I had no idea. And um, it was in Italy and uh, we trade our track suits and things. And I, I traded off my US gear for this Italian sweatsuit that didn't fit. Um, I was a, I was a big sprinter girl. And uh, I wore it, I wore it every day I, to remind myself of what happened in Rome. I, every day I put on my, it is super cool Italian sweatsuit. Uh, put it on every day to remind myself of what happened and that I needed to train harder um, to not be in those situations. Um, and then at, on the cusp of that training from, from that total butt kicking I took, um, I, I meddled at the World Games and I was like, wow, like I'm actually stepping on this podium. Wow. And it was like, it was so empowering. Um, and so you do learn, you do learn from winning, but you learn so much more from the races that you don't win mm -hmm. and like how to go back and like, you know, analyze, you know, what happened or um, how did I get into that? How did I get boxed in? Right. Mm -hmm. Like what, what in my training can I change to where that doesn't happen? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I, that, I, I want to empower, um, you know, my, my community as well, like the, the athlete that you, like whoever this girl is that, you know, this race I'm training through, I, I want her to experience that because I want her to take that fuel and be like, I beat her and now she's stoked and on fire and she's going to train harder to keep beating me and I'm going to train harder to beat her next time like mm -hmm. and that's that's how we always did it um in the skating community it was like yeah like um i i want you at your best because i want to be the best so mm -hmm. let's like let's keep working at it and i'm gonna let's make each other strong so we can go accomplish the things that we want to accomplish and, and take it where we want to go so it's interesting because there was an athlete that was talking to me about he, I love that he wanted to think through a lot of the race before the race happened. And he's like, I know you're going to tell me just go race, but like, I'm trying to understand a lot. And I told him a quote that a guy told me one time, somebody was in our club in upstate New York. They were complaining that we were doing this course, like two or three weeks in a row. Something they had eight courses they did. And for whatever reason, it just came up on the schedule. And he's like, guys, and this was like an elder statesman of the club. He's like, guys, it doesn't matter if we race the same freaking course all summer long. It's how the racers race the course. And I was, he said that and I'm thinking, I'm like, what is this dude talking about? Like, I know there's a hill there. He's like, yeah, dude, but somebody might attack a mile out from the hill. And then somebody might be like, he's like, the, the sport is so dynamic. We can go on the same features over and over again. And it will be a different race every single time. What is do you agree with that? And then kind of to like circle back on the mindset thing, like how do you think about races beforehand? Do you think about the people, the race, the moves, or are you more just in your own mind 
getting yourself ready in some way to be at your best, no matter what happens when the gun goes off. Yeah. Sorry, um, that's a lot in one question. But. Yeah, no. So you can't, you can't ever, you can't ever predict a race, but I have gone into races um, where I, I decided like, I'm going here. I'm going at, you know, it's like, I'm going on this lap and there's nothing you can do about it. Like mm -hmm. I, I've had that mindset. I was also super, super strong, right? Like at that, at that time. And I felt like I could, I could make that assertion. I could, I could change the race. Um, but most of the time. And did you do that? You did that? You would follow? I, I did. I did. And um, is this in skating or in cycling? Skating. Okay. Okay. <laughs> cycling, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> So that's just, yeah, just to clarify though, that's just that you were stronger and you're like, okay, I'm going to go boss on people right now. So now that, that's just because you were stronger than everybody. Like you could turn the screw. Yeah. So slightly different than if you were racing your peers at the world championships. Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. Just so For people sure. who hear this aren't like, well, Heather told me that I could go out lap five at the crit, crit. And so slightly different. Like I would never go at lap five in a crit. <laughs> So we fi Heather finally just flexed on people. Thank God. It was about time. Um, so, <laughs> and if you guys want more details on that, listen to the Robin Carpenter interview because he talks about that. He's like, okay, well, maybe that's because I was just stronger than everybody. I'm like, okay, let's talk about most people that listen to this are not going to have that opportunity. So but like going in a race against your peers, let's say, where you don't going know. Going in racing against my peers is why I train in my brain you got to be ready for anything right uh, like yes. that's why i if i'm doing intervals i throw in that extra interval when i'm supposed to be resting because whoever from whatever country just went on a flyer and um the domestique and i have to chase her down and that's my job and i have to be able to do my job if mm. i want to be putting any more races like that's mm. that was our that was our thing so I want to be able to react to anything. I also, you know, have in the back of my head, the fastest person doesn't always win. Like there's so many variables to racing. Um, you don't know what's really going to happen. You don't know who's, I, I also in my head um, was like at that level, when I'm racing my peers, physically, we are all the same. And it comes down to who wants it more. And if you're going to, if um, <clears throat> somebody attacks and you're just like, you're defeated, then, then you're beaten, right? So if somebody attacks and then you, you've got to jump on that wheel and you've got to go with them and you've got to, you've got to be in the race and feel the energy of the race and be ready to do whatever it takes, even if you're like 300 meter sprinter at the end or, you know, like, they go early so you're like all right the race started now like i've got to adapt to this because i'm not going to be in the 300 meter sprint at the end of this race if i don't jump on what they're doing mm -hmm. so. yeah no feeling the energy is huge and i had made a comment to him i'm like it's really hard for me to put into words since you haven't raced much but like, let's talk about this more after you've done 10 races. And then you'll see what I mean. Like just so much happens that to, 
it's great to know where the wind's coming from. It's great to know where the hills are. It's great to know where the turns are. That's all fine and good, but that's not going to predict how it all unfolds when you're actually there in three days. And I think also the thing that just people don't mention is you got to get there. You need to get your number. You need to get your bike out. Your people are going to come to talk to you. You got to pin up. You got to get your food. There's all these little things. The first race I got to, I was like, oh my God, there's so much crap to do right now that my other teammate then you know, as we were experienced, I like getting there early. He's like, do we have to go an hour and a half before? And I'm like, yeah, because remember that other race where we were rushing? Like, I don't want to do all this training to save half an hour at the hotel. Like, let's just go and be there. Now, if it's 90 yeah. degrees, come with a strategy, sit in air conditioning, like fine. But there's just all these things before the race even that can happen that can throw you off your game that it's like, just go practice racing, which means the whole weekend. Like, it's not the only the race there's a lot before and after that you have to do like we're talking about nationals you got to learn how to recover Uh, oh yeah (laughs) so much more important now than 20 years ago (laughs) well so actually that's going to be i don't i know you got to go soon and i don't want to take up too much of your time one my last question was going to be um what do you find yourself having to adapt with as an athlete, as you kind of move through cycling and skating and just as an athlete, but then also as a master's athlete now, has that added any extra whatever? Yeah. Um, I just really have to be more attuned. Um, you know, I can't, I can't cut corners. Um, I can't, not do the rest. I have to do the sleep. I have to do the nutrition. I have to do the warm up. Um, I have to break down, you know, especially with skating. I made this mistake. Um, actually last year I tore my quads, um, because I didn't, I didn't practice my start. Right. And I, I was at an indoor event and I was racing super fast girls. And I was like, I, we had negotiated for me to, to challenge down and race the junior world-class because there wasn't anybody in, in senior world-class for me to race. And, um, it was the 500 meter was first. And, um, I was like, I got to win the start because I, I know me, I will throw the pass and I will cream this girl. <laughs> like I, you know, I just, I didn't want, I wanted to avoid that at all costs. Um, cream so, her, like run her over. No, I, I took out my best friend. Like throw in some a race. And- well, no, 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 no. I mean, it would be, I would throw the pass, right? Like, and we're on a, we're on like a hundred meter track. So is that like uh, dive bombing a corner in a crit? Sort of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just like a not <laughs> great move. Like something that people are going to be like, Heather. Heather. Well, right, but like <laughs> when I'm in race mode. Right, right, I got you. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. So I wanted to avoid that at all costs. So I was like, I'm going to beat her off the start. No worries. No worries. I'm going to beat her off the start. And I like <laughs> went down for the start. It didn't even occur to me that I hadn't done a start like that since like 1995. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> oh, my, my friend in the center of the floor, he's like, after the race, he's just like, you know, cause I tore my quads immediately. He's like, so how long has it been since you've done that kind of start? And I'm like, he's like since 95. I'm like, yeah. Um, but that was, that was a mistake. Like I, 
I didn't, I didn't train my start. And that was like, used to be so ingrained in our practices that it wasn't like something I had to be thoughtful about. But now, and I don't even think it would have mattered 25 years ago had I not trained the start before the race, but now it so matters. Like, yeah, so uh, every, every aspect of the race and everything that I can like, um, you know, give some forethought to and, and prepare for has to be done. Mm -hmm. um, performance and to not <laughs> injure myself. What so really what shines through to me from you as an athlete, which is like super refreshing and inspiring is just you have this sort of, I guess, I don't know if it's all necessarily personality, but the traits of like, you're willing to try something new, you're willing to go put your best foot forward, even if it's not the best foot on the day, like when you're showing up in this huge bike, like whatever, I'm here to race, I'm gonna go figure this out. The faster race bike comes down the road, you like, and you know, I think through being open, you just seem like an open person, like you found a ton of growth through that as an athlete, and I'm sure as a woman, like, any parting words for people that are trying, I think a lot of this sport and I hear it, you know, we as cyclists need to do things in the community to make people feel more welcome. It's very intimidating when people come to their first race, you know, you show up at a wheeler crit if it's not, if it's not someone with your personality or accolades as an athlete that understands how to, to, I mean, really approach a new activity. A lot of adults, you know, I remember myself, I went to my first bike race. I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like I was an adult that went to work. I went home and kind of like dicked around. And then I went back to work the next day. Like getting to this race community was a whole new social experience again. It was almost like, I felt like I was like, I remember being like, this is weird. This is like just meeting new people, but I was really intimidated. And I think What's maybe something that comes to mind that like someone who's watching this right now is maybe like, I really want, like you said, that guy, I've always wanted to race for some reason. He hasn't gone to a race. How yes. can people just dive in? What do you, you know, I think it's, it's, it's in you, but what's yeah. the, like, you don't have fear of this, like putting yourself out there. How can people well, do that more? So, but I, I mean, I, I laugh at I laugh at myself because I almost didn't. This is super, super personal, but I almost didn't go back to skating because I have spider veins, and I was like, "Oh, they're gonna make fun of my legs." And then I was just like, "That's so dumb." Oh, but then I was like, "Well, my shorts mostly cover them, so you know, <laughs> um, I just don't don't find in my house." my little saying with my girls is reasons and excuses. They sound the same, right? Like you can talk yourself out of anything. You can rationalize it in your brain or you can just go do it and, you know, let the chips fall and, and let it be a great experience. And mm -hmm. I just, I just want people to go and do it. Um, women specifically don't wait to have your hand held to do it. Like go and do it. Like, it doesn't have to be a special category for you. There doesn't have to be a special female only event. Like you, you can go out there and you can, you can do all of it and don't let there be any barriers. Like this is supposed to be the, the features female, right? Like go, like take it, like it's there. 
Plus, that would almost, and I'm sure there's going to be a woman listening. This is like Brendan, you're a dumbass, but like that would empower me more because a lot of guys think they're automatically going to beat the woman. I love. There's a woman in Memphis that we had this group ride. Shout out Denise. We had it's it's I'll I'll say it's relatively fast. Um, it's definitely brisk. I mean, do, we're, you're going all out at times, and we get to the end. There's 20 people, and I look back, and this lady is in the group, and I never. I'm like. Yo, did that? Did she like that? Wasn't slow. And I like Brendan. You're such a dick. Like, don't assume that she's gonna get dropped. I mean, a lot of dudes got dropped. And for me, I was like, man, I hope more women see someone like this coming out and just mixing it up. Like, if you, you know, I don't know. And the only reason I feel comfortable saying that is, is like, I don't know. I, I just there's things that you can find that would be more women would attend. And I'm okay. Maybe it's I had three older sisters. I'm okay going there and being the dude and having to be like, oh, he's probably not going to be good at this because he's a guy. And it's like, damn it. I'm, what are, you guys are like stereotyping yourselves. <laughs> like, yeah, no, well, these I, are don't, just activities. I don't, I don't accept, I don't accept that. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know why it's such a thing. Like, and you know, I will say, I've said this to my friends. I was like, if you've ever, if you ever posted boys only race or boys only ride, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Like, Is that a thing? Do people say well, that? Well, no, but like, but like there's, there's women only rides. And I don't, I don't know that that has to be a, a thing. Like I. So I think the thing with that could be that I've heard is that it's more than like, you know, sometimes women feel uncomfortable in a group of dudes. They want to get together so that like you with your veins, sometimes women in a kit, they're like, I don't really feel like I need to be on display in Lycra. And I'm like, okay, I never really considered that. But um, yeah. if you're not comfortable and you'd rather you be with women, then like, cool, squat up. Yeah, but, you can wear what you want. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if we're going to talk socially about it, it's like, I've always said to people, I'm like, why do we have to have a gay bar? Do we, do we all need to only hang out with each other? Like we, straight people can come over here too. Like I like you guys too. And people are like, yeah, but I'm not comfortable, you know, doing this in, in, at a regular bar. Cause then everyone's looking at me. I'm like, okay, cool. If it's a comfort thing, do you like, so I think it's, yeah. I can, I can see similarities in that socially. But, but there's, but, but there's enough, there's the same amount of, you know, like my friends, like always wanted to race. <laughs> go race like go jump in just go jump in like go i i uh i i bought a cyclocross race i I bought a cyclocross bike on the way to my first cyclocross race (laughs) like i it was it was in my training bible that i had to race that day and then wheeler crit had ended and i didn't realize that and they they did this short stint of um a cyclocross event for like a month period of time and I was like oh I gotta get a cross bike and like I don't know I just don't I just go do it go do yeah, it I I did uh I did my first alley cat race this past year okay. um it, it was on uh it was on Thanksgiving and um I had no idea I was just like oh a race like I want to go race like we haven't we've been like starved for racing right Holy and i shit. had my shoulder injury and i not necessarily recovered from that like it was still super super weak but i was like i'm i'm going this has got to be fun and it was like <laughs> it's crazy experience um 
and it was for the STEM cap I'm super proud of. Like <laughs> I wanted, <laughs> I had always wanted a special STEM cap and, uh, and I could never pull the trigger on getting one. Right. So I was just like, I saw them, they were like, yeah, this was like the prize for this alley cat race was these STEM caps. And I was like, oh, I'm in. I got to win. win one of these. Um, it was the craziest race. And I've made such a great bunch of friends from that experience. Like, and I think that's the biggest thing. Um, the community is amazing. And I have people in my life now um, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't know otherwise. And uh, opportunities and friendships and community and just like yeah. a really, really great experience. Any parting words for the people? Oh gosh, <laughs> go race. Go race. I think, I think to what you said though, I think that the biggest thing is um, I remember being at some races and like looking at cat ones that seemed like, I was like, Oh man, like there's so-and-so like I've, I saw that dude at his last race and had, you know, you, it's like, dude, it's just a cat one. Like I should have been, I'm like, Hey man, what's up? How's your day? Like, you know, you just said something. And uh, one of my best friends now, he rode up next to me. He, he rode up and he's like, Hey, are you Brendan Hoosler? And I was like, yeah, Brendan Hauser, how's it going, man? He's like, good. And we start, and we still laugh about this. And he's just like, we started talking. He's like, I want to get into training. He went from five to one, became like a amazing regional racer. And we just laughed. And I was like, dude, do you know what? I always remember though, is like, you just came and said, what's up? Like sometimes people look at, at a cat one is like, oh man, it's like, dude, we're, we're not that fast. <laughs> we're, we're not as fast as you were on skates. Like just go say hi to people. Like well, sometimes but, we're all, we're just as nervous to talk to the new person as the new person is to talk to us. And that's one thing that I try to remember, like but, see somebody that's new, like go talk to them. So, well, yeah, because we're all people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're all like, we're all there coming together um, in, in the community and, and why not? Like, yeah, it's like, I, I always want to meet new people and, I want, I want new guys on bikes as much as I want new girls on bikes. Like I, I just, the, the bicycle is such a symbol of freedom and it has given me so much and it's a lot easier. Like you had kind of cued in on this earlier. Um, when I get on my bicycle, it's me and my bicycle, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, all moving forward when I put my skates on it is I'm racing a girl from 20 some years ago and she was at the top of her game and that's really hard like yeah. that's that's hard to do um so really the bicycle gives me so much more freedom than, than what I've ever had that's awesome Heather thank you so much for doing this this was great I'm glad you for, said it was like I hope it, I hope it's received well. I'm super nervous for this. <laughs> it totally will be. It's definitely going to inspire some people to go out and go race, as you said. And also just to put their foot, even if they're not racing, like, you know, people will be like, oh man, like, I don't know if you want to help me. I'm trying to go do a grand fondo. I'm like, yes, I want to, I, it, what can I help you with so that you are out there being active? I mean, that was my biggest thing of like, I got to a point in my life where I was like, I'm not even an athlete anymore. This is dumb. I need to find something. And thank God the bike came into my life and just, so. Well, and that, but like keep, and if it's not racing, it's keep 
keep showing up, like keep going out. Too many times I've been dropped. I still get dropped on the group rides. Like uh, that should be everybody. Everybody should still be saying, "Do you know how many times I took a drop?" If you're not, you're not you're not looking hard enough and trying to find. You should be trying to find people that can drop you. I mean, that's yeah. And I and I'm always like super stoked. Like we <laughs> we had super steady Saturday. Um, I made it to like mile 16 or something the first day I did it and it's like you know they have this it's this is a drop ride so you get dropped you're on your own it's mm -hmm. everything's understood and, you know there's no hurt feelings and so you know pedaled I finished I didn't finish the route because I didn't load it I didn't know what it was so I just like did the the distance and I got back to the car and went on my way home and showed up next Saturday and I was like to make it to mile 17. <laughs> you Let's know, like, go. I mean, like, I'm learning. No, I, I definitely wanted to make it further than mile 17, but like, it was so hard that first day that I was like, this is a reasonable goal. <laughs> totally. So it's a little time. bit, it's a little bit. And then it's like, you get, then sometimes it's like, and that's the incremental thing too of like, you might go from 16 to 24. You know, it might not be that. And everybody just wants some, I shouldn't say everybody. And I, and I, like... I will say that <clears throat> when, when the community or when I'm at these, um, when I'm at a ride, if somebody sees you working that hard, like they'll help you. Like, they'll be like, all right, you can get it. You can get over this hill. Like, you know, slow your breathing down. Like, and it's all stuff like where I'm like, I should know this. And I'm like, <gasps> like, I'm like hyperventilating. <laughs> <laughs> oh breathe okay oh you know like, like i had never heard that before but like to have one of my peers beside me be like no you can do this you got it you got it you got it you know like up and over up and over right like do you do respiratory hot. training what's that do you do respiratory training um not per se um you should get in i uh i use a lot of the breathing techniques that i learned from pilates method um, and then I also try to do a lot of visualization and things like that. So, cool. um, but if you, if you've got some nuggets, <laughs> you can share them Sitting right here. Sure. I use it this morning, Aerofit. Really? So supposedly there, yeah, this thing is insane for VO2 yeah. max and FTP efforts. It's so my vital lung capacity has increased the best way that I can describe it, um, without just the numbers that it tracks on your app is that when I'm doing VO2 max, it's obviously still hard. I feel like I have control of my breath. Now it's just the legs, like getting the, actually putting out the watts and doing, I don't think I've experienced being like in a panting out of breath state while doing FTP stuff since I started doing this. I got it uh, October, 2019. It was actually when it first, it, it's a company out of Denmark and, um, Basically, I, well, I won't get into the history, how this guy created it, how he used it, then realized it could be used in athletic performance. And I used it before Tour Southland. And I was like, okay, this is, I just rode extremely well, like some ridiculous watts. And I kept using it and using it and using it. And it's like, it's nuts. I, and it makes sense. Like we're, why wouldn't we be training our respiratory system? That's a huge component to endurance huge sports. Component. Um, so, I even on hills, it works. No. <laughs> you don't even have to pedal. The thing what? is, so there was a guy that 
I was at a race who run my blog. I put out about this after I was like, this is why I'm a huge proponent of this thing. And he is big into not tummo breathing, but different types of like breathing holds through not like Wim Hof, but there's another, I can't remember. It's like, a, you know how yoga names have like the, 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 the Ujjayi breath. Yeah. It's like yeah. Bodhislava breathing or something. I can't remember what it was now, but he's like, dude, there's actually ways that you can do the, like the pressure. Cause this thing has dials that your inhalation and exhale is limited by this. And so it has you practicing not only like inhale strength, there's ones that called depth where you're practicing holding your breath with no air, which the amazing thing is you, I tried some of these and I was like, this is not possible. And then three months later, it's like, oh my God, I can do intermediate. Now I'm going to try, and then you try expert. And you're like, this is not possible. And then you get like halfway through and it's like, oh my God, I can't believe I made it that far. So just the gains of like breath holding and stuff, it's, I really want to, it's hard to continue, like just like any training, you have to do it consistently. So I'm really on like, I'm really trying to do 20 minutes a day. They recommend five to 10 to start and then to build up to 20, but it's just like making the time. And so I'm trying to find other, it's hard to multitask with it. Cause if you're doing breath holding stuff and walking around, it makes it way more difficult. Oh. So um, <laughs> you're just using up any oxygen that's left in there. So anyways, this was awesome. Thank you. Well, I thank you for um like Oh, how do people follow you? You're big on IG. I don't know your handle right off the top of my head. It's at is it's Heather Lee.13. Heather Lee.13. Lucky 13. Awesome. I'll yeah. post it here and uh hopefully post this in like a week and a half or so. I'll shoot you a note and post it up so your community can see it. And yeah, thank you again. Much appreciated. Well, thank you very much for having me. Have a great day. Enjoy the Friday. And I look forward to crossing paths on the bike post-COVID one of these days. Oh, man. Please. It's going to be good. Yeah. Thanks, Brandon. Take care, Heather. Okay. Bye. Bye.